Magneto Funky, number 157. It's Friday, February 14th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Uh, since Super Bowl Sunday, I've made progress on the bike and got my testing done on the 100-watt power plant that has gone from demo to working model. Uh, meanwhile, the pace of political atrocity has gone pretty much as expected, as in a sham Senate acquittal is not exoneration. Anyway, almost all the music this time out is freshly submitted and an appropriate measure of tough love to Jabba the Trump, meaning this lead-off tune is not work-safe. Fuck you.
Okay, uh, that was F.U. by Die Krups, uh, the German punk band from the brand new album Vision 2020 Vision on Metropolis Records. And no, the rest of the pieces aren't going to be that not work safe, but yeah, I'd still keep an eye on that in case uh, you're somebody who has a dump button. <laughs> anyway, this is a laid back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international, more or less, pozine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Oh, first, uh, the monthly elevator pitch for anybody here who's new. What I'm talking about is a 12-volt battery-operated self-charging phantom solar power plant that splits the positive and runs two loads, a power loop side and an open circuit output side. Now, the power loop uses a 2-amp boost buck converter or imitation 25-watt solar panel to a 10-amp solar charge controller to a battery. The open circuit output side uses an 8-amp boost buck converter, uh, imitation 100-watt solar panel, to a 12-volt outlet and 150-watt cracker box power inverter. The system ideally is meant to run loads up to, like my laptop, which runs at a max of 90 watts, while one battery charges the other. A switching system flips the batteries between run and charging sides. The system was patented over 100 years ago by Carlos F. Benitez, a civil engineer in Guadalajara, Mexico. I've modified his final design patent using conventionally available parts and equipment. The power plant works just fine. Uh, this is a prototype emergency power backup system designed for people living in SROs or who otherwise will never afford a Tesla Powerwall. And this system can conceivably be scaled up to a thousand watts. Uh, maybe higher, I don't know. Now, last week I had plenty of bike time and lab time, so I'm just going to cover the bike stuff first. I'm currently changing my camper van plan to touring camper bike because I'm frankly tired of paying rent in this city, among other reasons. Uh, on the lab notes page, I do have a pic of the bamboo trailer design I'm going with from the YouTube and Instructable How to Build a Bicycle and Hiking Trailer with Bamboo by Bootech. Uh, I picked up two bamboo poles so far but it'll take five or six to do this and it's really scarce trying to find it in the city and I'm not buying bamboo mail order. Now I put the new rear rack and the new tires I got on the bike and I've been riding now for the past few days focusing on any fine-tuning issues with the bike as I 
started riding back and forth to the local camping and bike packing gear store. Oh, that's the REI Co-op. Uh, that was the only place that had an analog tire pressure gauge when I went looking for one. I mean, a digital gauge? They may work at all, but that's just one more battery I got to start dealing with. Anyway, I settled on a DIY pannier solution. Instead of buying $200 bags, what I'm going to do is use uh, duct tape to make a waterproof container for my existing backpacks. But I'm still picking out what type of DIY duct tape design to use. Anyway, that's the back. Uh, the front fork is old school and doesn't have those eyelets or bottle mounts. Uh, there are plenty of P-clamp and U-bolt setups that I could put a rack on the front fork with, but one of the guys at the REI store didn't try to sell me that, and he said that doing that would just wreck the forks. So I decided instead I'm just going to replace the front forks with one that has like bottle mounts. What I want to do is put on like a stuff sack cage that probably wouldn't hold more than 10 pounds each. Uh, something where I can put a tent and or a tarp in a bivy bag, which is a whole other discussion. <laughs> Okay, uh, we'll get back to the testing, all the testing, in a bit. So, back to the stage. Continuing the Tough Love for Tyrants set with the only song curated this time, Reprobate by The Holy Ghosts, a rock alternative indie band in Seattle, Washington, uh, active in 2012. Uh, next up, it's When You're Evil, by Aurelio Voltaire. Now this is from uh, a 2020 remastering of his 1998 debut album, The Devil's Briss, released by Project Records up in Portland. Oh, Portland, Oregon. Now Mr. Voltaire is a modern day renaissance man, a singer, performer, creator of comic books, animation, and toys. And many know him for his songs Brains, and Land of the Dead from the Cartoon Network show The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And we're going to wrap up the set with We Lose the Night by Then Comes Silence, a quartet from Stockholm known as the Swedish Captains of Post-Punk. Uh, this is the advanced single from their new album Machine, which is coming out on March the 13th also on Metropolis Records. Hey, it's got a nice beat. You can dance to it. Hey! 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 Think you hit it? 
When the devil is too busy and death's a bit too much, they call on me by name, you see, for my special touch. To the gentlemen, I'm misfortune. To the ladies, I'm surprise. But call me by any name, anyway, it's all the same. I'm the fly in your suit. I'm the Shoe. I'm the pee beneath your bed I'm the bump on every head I'm the peel on which you slip I'm the pin in every head I'm the thorn in your side Makes you wriggle and ride And it's so easy when you're evil This is the life you see The devil tips his hat to me I do it all because I'm evil And I do it all for free Your tears are all the pay I'll ever need While there's children to make sad While there's candy to be had While there's pockets left to pick While there's grannies left to drip down the stairs I'll be I'm in it, cause there's one for every minute And it's so easy when you're evil This is the life you see The devil tips his hat to me I do it all because I'm evil And I do it all for free Your tears are all the pay I'll ever
Hey, geek notes. Uh, I'll spare wasting any further breath on worse than President Fredo Corleone P. Grebby, alias Pumpkin Pinochet, holding up for real shit list, alias Grand Nagus Queenie, who's only the front man for all of the rat bastards busy doing dirt hiding behind his big ass. No, I'm still giving stink eye to the corporate media, now more corporate than ever. Yeah, and I'm talking about you, CNN, MSNBC, not just the Nazi channel. So I'm going to loosely paraphrase a comment I saw on one of the comment sections on one of the news blogs a day or so after Elizabeth Warren's tussle with George Snuffleupagus on one of the Sunday shows. If you overpaid assholes in the corporate media would give any Democratic candidate $5 billion worth of free airtime, as you all did Trump in the last election, if you pundits in the corporate media will cover any Democratic candidate's speeches about policies they support instead of parsing each and every goddamn word they utter, the people might know them better. If you in the corporate media hadn't covered each and every mob rally Trump held just because the mobs were chanting lock her up instead of examining his policies, we all might be in a better place. You know, in other words, if you in the corporate media still won't do your goddamn jobs, we might just get the ratings bonanza of a re-elected mobster administration. Anyway, here's a couple of happenings next week. Uh, on the 17th, we have Wake Zuck Up at his house on President's Day. <laughs> yeah, it's a Facebook protest. That'll be from 10 to 11.30 a.m. at 21st Street and Fair Oaks here in the city. This President's Day, gather outside Z-Dog's house near Dolores Park to let him know that we won't be quiet in the face of his companies undermining our democracy. Facebook refuses to take responsibility for lies, hate, and disinformation spread on its platform. This irresponsibility is alarming, especially in light of the 2020 elections. Facebook sells ads to U.S. politicians but imposes zero restrictions on lies and false claims and is happy to profit from micro-targeted advertising that's being used to misinform, manipulate, and incite hatred among vulnerable voters. That's why I'm not on Facebook any day or more. Oh, and I'm going to skip ahead to the 22nd. Beyond Contempt, How Liberals Can Communicate Across the Great Divide. Uh, 5 to 6 p.m. at Book on B, that's 1014 B Street in Hayward on the East Bay. Uh, author Erica Edelson will read from her new book. And as far as that's concerned, I hope the book is helpful. But you know, when we're talking about people who are more offended by Nancy Pelosi ripping a copy of a speech than brown babies dying in cages... A little contempt is warranted, don't you think? Anyway, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. Uh, the address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, 
no attachments please and no promises transfer complete Okay, in grid practice. So, picking up after Super Bowl Sunday, as I calibrated and installed the new boost buck converter, I set the current up to one and a half amps and the output at 17 volts over the 16 volts I had previously because 17 volts is the quote rated terminal voltage of the average 12 volt solar panel unquote okay the time test i ran covered either 30 minutes or 15 minutes each way measuring the b battery as the secondary measuring its input and output now the first test which was 30 minutes uh, had the phone charger uh, that showed the system running at 1.6 to 1.8 amps or 20 watts uh, delivering a endpoint coefficient of performance of 2.26735 now the fan motor test that was 15 minutes each way at the highest setting only pumped the steady current draw to a max of 3.2 amps the final coefficient of performance 4.01116 and with the laptop plugged in another 15 minutes both ways the heavy 90 watt load spiked to just over three amps then it settled between two and a half and three amps with a final coefficient of performance of 3.30682 good thing is no more five to six amp surges this system is completely locked down now on the input side the analog ammeter connected to the output control switch read a range of 600 to 750 milliamps going into the charging battery no matter the load hey cool but the little boost buck unit didn't stay cool it radiated a small amount of heat from the end near the output so I rooted around and luckily I had a small heat sink with a screw I installed which actually did help a little bit anyway the test results look straightforward the coefficient is directly proportional to the load the system is running uh, with 20 watts the number is a little over 2 30 watts is 3 etc any load over 10 watts looks like will always deliver a coefficient of performance above 1.1 meaning over unity is baked in with this circuit topology whatever over unity means now to double check this I compared notes with existing research like the research study published in March of 2018 called coefficient of performance of battery running and charging by magnet generator Bedini found in the Journal of Electrochemical Energy Conversion and Storage 
November 2018, which involved coefficient testing of two different Bedini motor circuit topologies. I mean, the math is the same, so my results look good. Now that said, there is that one more test, a straight one-way charge from A to B where both batteries are measured, which shouldn't take longer than a couple hours, I thought. So anyway, Wednesday morning and afternoon, I charged the A batteries back up to full 13.0 volts. And I started the test after waiting an hour to measure the batteries. So that started at 5 p.m. The B batteries were at 12.0 volts. Uh, I measured the no load and load voltage of both batteries at the beginning and end, and the currents as well. Now, to cut to the chase, it took two and a half hours to turn the battery light on the charge controller from amber to green, and another half hour for the red flashing light to go from rapid flash bulk charge to slow flashing float charge. I wanted this thing to go all the way up to read 13.2 but you know 13.1 at float you know it'll do uh, the load amps from the A battery came to 2.37 amps and the charge amps to the B battery came to 625 milliamps now ultimately they came to 28 watts output to 8 watts input so I have a coefficient of performance number two, 3.5868, if it can reasonably apply to the Benitez 8 system strictly as a battery charging device. Now, I don't know whether this proves over unity or how much efficiency is in the coefficient numbers or if coefficients, meaning measuring two separate batteries, is a thing. Well, at least it's a word now. I just know this arrangement of components works just fine. And for sure, the rapid switching method of going back and forth like every half hour or hour would definitely be better than one-way straight charge. Now, that makes this system even more simple to run. Of course, your mileage may vary, but... I'm going to move on to shrinking this design down to a portable control module while trying to bump it up to 200 watts. And by the way, if you wanted to run this thing one way in one direction, the best practical way to do that would be to add a 40 to 50 watt solar panel. So it would help back up the system. You might have to run it for like four, maybe five hours, but that way you might actually get one of the batteries completely topped off. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with an eclectic turn away from angry dancing to atmospheric soundscape. This is a brand spanking new, as in being released today. Uh, it's Black Forest by Jarguna and Sirica. I hope I'm pronouncing those right. Uh, they are two artists who I think are in Italy. Uh, but this is from the brand new album, Tales of Millennial Trees, 
uh, also sent in by Project Records. Now, the whole album is full of these ambient electronic environments. And this especially is a good tune for depressurizing.
Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studio joint. I'm on Internet Archive, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Player FM, Listen Notes, Podknife, and Mixcloud. Show notes are on the pod pages. Uh, send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, hey, subscribe, tell your friends. And, you know, I'm done with the corporate media's electability narrative, which is just the corporations pushing who they want the Democratic candidate to be, and damn the unwashed voters. Far as I'm concerned, if you qualify to be on the ballot in the first place, you're electable. And it's got shit all to do with how much dialing for dollars or personal bankrolling you do. Except where that money warps your policy platform. Meaning too much of the wrong money backing you is what may make you unelectable. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for maybe... Friday, February 21st. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.